What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Better late than never. Welcome to the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures from right here in the beautiful, posh Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studios. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. All right. It was a very, very different day today. Today, I mean, obviously, I, uh, I'm i starting much later doing this show. If you're following live, if you're listening to the recorded version, you're like, I I, I detect nothing different. Uh, but I had to, um, I could not start the podcast at 8 a.m. Eastern time today because I had commitments, things that I had to do. And it was morning radio. I haven't done morning radio live in, in years. Um. Uh, more than four years since I uh, went into a radio station bright and early and um, did radio. But, and it's frankly a miracle that it, that it came together because on Saturday I sat down right here to do my little voice tracking, which I've covered with you what that is. I speak into this microphone and it gets pre-recorded and it goes out on a radio station called big 101.3 on the weekend you know 6 p.m to late night you know playing the monkeys and neil diamond and that's that's fine but when i do that i have to log into the iheart email so i log into the iheart email that time and that time only when i'm getting ready to voice track to see like what they want me to talk about and there's an email from uh a couple of the, guy, of the guys that do the morning show on this uh, terrifically uh, fantastic radio station called Wood Radio, where they do a lot of news, traffic, sports, uh, you know, information-based stuff. Uh, uh, actually, very highly rated uh, radio station. That's the one that Pudding's on after. So this show is on from 6 to 9, and then the Pudding Show. Uh, MAGA time with pudding is what it's known as from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Well, anyway, so before that, they do this uh, show, and it is a gentleman by the name of Steve Kelly who's been on the air in Grand Rapids for some time. He took over for um, Gary Allen, Gary Allen, longtime radio veteran. And Steve took that gig. Before that, Steve was on WSNX years prior so it's uh um steve and then brett bakita sports dude and a young lady by the name of lauren smith or schmitty bakita um i was informed hey the end of march the end of march eric we want you to sit in and do sports and um steve and brett are going to be taking off so it'll just be you and lauren i go perfect she runs the show? Yeah. I go, ah, now that I can do. I can write my little sports cast. I'm all about it. So I've been like, oh, that, that's going to be fun. I opened up that email the other day, 
and I, it's Bakita and Steve are, hey, uh, so yeah, you should be good to go for Monday and uh, this, that, and the other. I go, well, why would they write me this one month in advance and make it seem like it's this Monday? So then I'm like, I'm looking at the calendar, Monday, the 27th of March. And I go, well, maybe I got it wrong. Maybe it's this week, the February 27th. So I called up the boss. His name's Dave. Great dude. In fact, Dave and I um, used to live in an apartment complex. I was with the queen of the forest. We were married. And Dave lived like next door. This is the same apartment complex when I euthanized the hamster. Dave was my neighbor. True story. When I went out to murder the hamster, Dave was in his room probably getting high or something. Well, anyway, Dave runs a radio station now, decades later. So I called Dave up and I go, hey, buddy, uh, when you wanted me to sit in for Unwood Radio, that was the last week in March, correct? He says, yeah. I go, well, I'm looking at the emails here and it appears that I'm supposed to be there coming up on Monday, the 27th of February. Is that right? He goes, yeah. And I go, okay, this is the first I've heard of this. And, and and I made sure I like checked my email to make sure that there wasn't anything I deleted or something I missed and I couldn't find anything. <clears throat> and so there's a long pause and he's like, he's, he's, he's no doubt searching his memory banks. Did I tell Eric? Did I inform? And he, I, I was not informed. And so I, I immediately let him off the hook. I go, it's okay. It's like, I mean, it's Saturday. I said, honestly, you give me 10 minutes. That's all the lead up I need, you know? So no big deal. I mean, how hard can it be? And uh, so I said, I, I just wanted clarification. So that was it. So, but then all that, what that did was, is it just put me in like, you know, with this show, everybody, exp- I haven't had time to publicize it until the podcast audience. Hey, look, it's going to be a little different Monday because um, I'm going to be doing that. So I, I posted something i doubt everybody saw it but that's why i was uh i was late that's why i'm late today and punchy when you get up at four in the morning what oh fucking shit oh no my god that was the worst part of all of this so like um yesterday i went ahead and and wrote my sportscast you got 90 seconds. 90 seconds, two minutes tops. This is your ESPN 96.1 uh, sports update on Wood Radio. I'm Eric Zanian for Brett Bikita, blah, 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 blah. Michigan beat uh, Wisconsin. So I write all that stuff out last night. Got my little sound bites to play. And I, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was great. I enjoyed it. Hardest part was getting up that early. Uh, but I was prepared. Basically, just got clothes on, brush my teeth, wash my face and hands, leave. Driving uh, hours before the world wakes up. It's been a long time since I've had to do that. Uh, Get down there, did my thing. That show, okay, so Steve, the guy who runs it, it's the most amount of time you will be discussing anything is four minutes. There was some... Uh, interviews that were booked with people who might be pushing a book or talking about something current or whatever. Uh, so, you know, 
It is. It's a, a very tightly run ship. You know, everything has an exact time. The sportscasts are at 19 after the hour and 49 after the hour. Not a minute before, not a minute after. And it is, that's how you do it. You have trained the audience that this is going to happen here, here, and here. And then they get used to that. Um, Pretty much the audience turns over very rapidly. So you do a half hour. And by the time you start the next half hour, it's all new people listening. That's how radio works. But um, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Um, I try to make myself as available as possible for those things in the event that they, um, you know, you never know when they might need a helping hand. And I like doing it like this, that I don't, I'm, I'm no longer um, beholden to radio. I don't have to, you know, rely on that in any way, shape or form. I just do it if I can. One thing that could have gotten bad though, um, you know, this is a, uh, these are people that I don't know. So, you know, I'm not really going to let my, uh, I'm not really going to let the Eric, the real Eric fly out. I'm just going to kind of sit there quietly and, uh, speak when spoken to and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's great, but, uh, they were all very, very comfortable and fun, but, um, I'm sitting there in this, in this chair and then, well, I had to fart. And so then I'm like, boy, they, they, they feel a little hot leaving me. So I'm pretty sure these have a strong stench and I didn't want to do that, but I'm like, I got, I can't move, you know? And I'm, I'm just sitting there and, and, um, I'm like, I'm like, I detect nothing. I detect nothing. That is good. So, um, you know, the first three hours, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there in that chair. How I w- didn't have to go to the bathroom, I don't know. But then I'm like, I got to go pee. It's 819. I've been seated in there for more than three hours. Well, it's just a little bit for that for, like I said, three hours. And I like shifted my weight in the chair, like lift my ass up. And then it was then that I discovered that the fart has, or the chair has been storing fart in it, like inside of the, the padding and the fabric. And my ass was keeping a lid on it. And when I, I moved my weight around in the chair, I, I, I pushed like three hours worth of fart into the air at once. And I was like, what? Oh, no. It's one of those, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Delayed action fuses. Oh, my God. And instantly, where I am is just funk. And I'm like, oh, I'm just hoping to God that this does not get over to where they are. And they, they, they didn't indicate, either of them, that they were getting it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm suspicious that. They probably think I'm some type of animal. Uh, Cole says those damn chairs are always storing fart and urine. I don't know about the urine. Well, maybe if I'm seated on it because I'm peeing on the back of my pants, like you know I like to do. That's what Ryan indicates. Oh, no, hobo urine smell last week at the other radio gig. Now shit smell. Hey, that Eric Zane, he sure stinks. 
Corey asked me for some reason if Greg really blocked me on Facebook. I I don't know. I just know I'm I'm blocked on the on their shows, uh, Facebook. But whatever. Kabooby sixty nine writes today's show on Wood was the best version I've heard in a long time. Oh come on. All right. So uh, that was, that was a good time. Corey said, when you were trying to look at a picture of Greg last podcast, you said, well, he has me blocked. Oh, maybe I did. I, you know, I, I don't know. Perhaps he does. Uh, Cor- uh, Chris says, yeah, that Zane guy came and helped out and he just ripped ass the whole time and left as if Steve were saying that. Want to share with you an email I got from Rob, which I found very, very funny. Rob T. Believe lives in the Grand Rapids area. Subject line, this is the problem I have with you and your show. He reached out to me on the Shoreliners striping inbox. Dear Eric, hearing the old episodes of Free Beer and Hot Wings last week, excuse me, reminded me that you... I guess he means uh, you made me realize you have not changed over the years. There has been some natural evolution as you have quote unquote matured, but you have remained who you are. And this is what I appreciate. Actually, when he said that, that made me feel good. I'm, I'm glad that he feels that way and is able to, um, Uh, pick that out. He says, but the thing is now that you are on a podcast with no restrictions, there is no filter at all on your content. And this is where my problem happens. In fact, here are just a few examples of examples of what I'm talking about. Around the holiday season songs with titles like jingle bell cock were played People are regularly given uh, nicknames like Muff Tat Dog Bitch. Now, I did not make Muff Tat Dog Bitch up. I think that might have been Rob or maybe Ryan. I I don't know, but I love it. On yesterday's show, Rob continues, you actually said, and I quote, give me the opportunity and I will absolutely put my own penis in my mouth Followed by, quote, raise your hand if you're in the pick your ass and smell it faction. Some people could consider this kind of content to be not kid friendly, not mainstream, not safe for work. I would agree with that. He says, personally, I'm okay with all of this. It makes me laugh. In fact, I laughed again as I typed all of that out. It's all so ridiculous. He says, I don't think any less of you for it because I've seen how you've maintained your broadcast integrity, how you treat your family and audience. Uh, Some would argue that I have treated various members of the audience poorly. More on that in a second. And how you've responded to my emails in the past. The crudeness is just superficial and it's funny. But this is actually the problem. He writes, I think you're such a good guy. I forget how gross and inappropriate you might seem to some people who don't know you. 
and I should remember this before I do things like refer your show to the nice lady from hockey, Jen, to speak to you about the Youth Hockey League. I don't know her well enough to know that she would approve of your show. After missing much of the season, we have recently returned to the rink. And she walked right past me a week or two ago, and she didn't say a word to me. She just looked at me sideways. In my mind, in that moment, I could see her thinking to herself that I must have been some kind of sick bastard for endorsing the kind of content I referenced above. That That could just be my imagination, but the thought of it makes me laugh. What doesn't make me laugh is to think that I may have caused your hockey and podcast worlds to collide in an awkward and bad way. You mean great way, Rob. If I put you in a bad spot by trying to get her to talk to you about the uh, the league so-and-so of uh, a couple months ago, I'm so sorry about that. I should have thought that through, and I apologize. Now, I don't recall. I don't know if I have or did or was speak. I don't remember, so I think you're fine. Rob goes on to say, all that said, I would not want you to change what you do. Your show remains the area's last stronghold of bo- uh, broadcast authenticity and hilarity. Thank you very much. I will continue on as an average audience member doing what an average audience member should do. Enjoying the insults, trying to avoid doing anything stupid and supporting where I can. Sincerely, Rob T. No, Rob, that was perfect. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're great. All good. And I'm so glad that you reached out. I've got another email I want to get to. But we're at a weird spot right now. Because I already have to go potty. I've been drinking coffee all morning. I just consumed a massive smoothie. Which, by by the way, uh, Diana sent me um, a little one-sheet internet piece on chia seeds. And these things are absolutely amazing. My God. There are so many amazing health benefits from chia seeds. You must put them, you must add them to your diet. My God. All sorts of like, uh, you look at, whatever nutrient you need. And typically in a day's amount of food, you it'll take all day to get various amounts of vitamin, this vitamin, that, and I don't have it all written down. Um, but chia seeds are ridiculous. Plenty of calories, good carbs, protein, fiber, the right type of fat, omega three fatty acids. And, um, Also a great source of uh, antioxidants. Can lower uh, your risk of premature death in many, many ways. They are just great. You must put these into your diet somehow. I do it through those um, uh, smoothies that I make, which today's was awesome. Ice, cup orange juice, cup almond milk, banana, um, three quarters cup, vanilla, 
organic yogurt, no sugar, two tablespoons chia, scoop of uh, that supplement that I put in there. What did I say it was called? Um, son of a bitch. God. Forget, I don't know, but freaking sweet. All right. But for now, first of all, thank you, folks. If you're enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. But I got to send you on your way. I do that so that you will actually go and sign up on Twitch and watch the whole show on Twitch. That way it's not interrupted in any way, shape, or form. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Either download the app, the Twitch app, or do it on your desktop or your laptop. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. When you have that, you can watch the show later on, video on demand. You can dim the screen when I'm doing it live, running through your Bluetooth on your car stereo, and off you go. And then, of course, the audio podcast wherever you download shows. And I'm on all of them. If you have the ability to uh, rate it and review it, please do that. And um, subscribe to the audio podcast. Okay, I'm going to send you on your way. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy video lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Stay put. I will be right back right after this. It's the first time in a while I've been doing this show wearing pants, but I had to wear pants today. That's not great. Could have put on the sweats, but decided against it. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. You guys, excuse me. Um, 
doing these, uh, you know, doing the show so early, that just um, takes a lot out of you. We're not designed to get up at that time. And then I'm usually used to, like, I, uh, I get eight plus hours of sleep every night, you know. But when you have to get up at four, uh, that kind of becomes difficult. So now I am like uh, completely gassed. I'm running on fumes. But I'm driving home and uh, I was falling asleep at the wheel. And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and I'm going to go back to bed. And I'm like, no, you can't. You can't do it. There's no way. As soon as I as soon as I do that, I might as well just stay in bed for the whole day and on into the night. And how embarrassing would that be if I'd need that much recovery from just getting up a couple hours before I normally do? Oh. Jesus. Thank you, Chris. Chris says, Oh hi, great job this morning. I appreciate that. Uh, Chris is one of one of two who are having an issue with Patreon. I will fix that. I'm working on I'm still waiting to hear back from them. I was hoping I would hear back from the folks at Patreon. But they, I, it's like, yeah, fuck. submit a trouble ticket. And as soon as we get it, we'll ignore it. My God. Back to the email. Ashley writes, I used to listen to you on Smug Beer. Uh, When you got released from them, I watched your videos. You and the Queen of the Forest. Somehow I quit listening. But I started back about four months ago. I hear you reference the Zaniacs quite often, but I am lost on that or maybe forgot. Could you explain that? Well, um... Well, that, that depends. Uh, you know, there was a time when, uh, I was on the radio on BBL before podcasting that, uh, that was what we call the audience members. And then, um, I don't know. It, it just kind of developed into, uh, more and more odd because the Zaniacs United page turned into a very select group of people. And a lot of people were like, boy, I don't know if I like being part of this group. And this is before the shit hit the, the, the fan with me, but uh, they, they, they were making themselves known as this type of ultra conservative, uh, hate group essentially is what they are. And, um, I was in denial about that until they started to uh, infect my life with a lot of the uh, nonsense that they were putting me through. You know, I was constantly getting interrupted at home uh, with people banging on my door unannounced and uh, a lot of things like that. A lot of uh, packages being sent to my house. Stalker shit. These are, these became stalkers. So the last straw 
was uh, when one of the scumbags decided to park out in front of my house for half a day until I got home so that he could get my ring. It's a long story, but essentially that's it. And because I got mad at him and said, get the fuck out of here. That was it. So from then on, they've kind of been, and, and I think that a lot of it had to do also with politically, I changed my game. I realized at the end of the 2020 election that uh, everything on the right is psychopath. And then COVID came and that made it even worse. So these people were kind of lost. You know, they had nothing but each other. Um, And, you know, eventually I grew tired of the act and uh, alienated them as they alienated me. And that's it. Uh, we cut each other out of, uh, out of our lives. And then that seems to be it where it is right now. I don't, I don't, honestly, the show is a million times better without them from the standpoint of the audience, uh, live on Twitch, we've completely turned over an entirely new group of people that aren't so stupid. The, the show is smarter. Now there's a smarter group of people that pay attention to the show. That group, it was about, and seriously, it was about 20 people. Um, After they went away, all of a sudden, it was much more enjoyable for people following the show on Twitch. And before that, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, you know, when you'd make comments. Because, my God, talk about a polarizing bunch of assholes. I am so much better off without that pack of losers and scumbags and racists and uh, extreme right-wing lunatics. These are crazy. These are people who believe that COVID doesn't exist and all the shit about the vaccine, all those psychopaths. It's all fucking nuts. So when they left, your old pal Eric Zane was in a uh, much better place. Oh, and by the way, Um, they were, they all have group sex. I forgot about that part. Thank you for reminding me. Um, they, they get together often and they have sex with each other. I mean, and there's nothing, I mean, these are a lot of them are, some of them are single. Some of them are not. There's a lot of wife swapping going on and things like that. Um, and, uh, that, that's great. You're not going to get any judgment out of me. Okay. NW980 says, let's acknowledge they did give you some good drops to play. Let's cut the big black dick because I know you want to hear it. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. Thank you for that. <laughs> Corey says, uh, story short, they're basically dirty trash people that have orgies and like to send beheaded bobbleheads to Eric. Aram says, this podcast was built on the backs of Zaniacs. That is awesome. All right. Thank you, Ashley, for rejoining the show. Chris, uh, the Ben Wallace one last week was unreal. What, the story about when I walked in on Ben Wallace taking a leak? 
Joe Stinkpot. Welcome. Uh, Joe, I see you. He says he's not 50 yet. Joe Pellerito. Not to be confused with Mike. Uh, yay on Joe, nay on Mike. Now, all you need also need to know that all of these people that I've cut out of my life, they all still listen. Every one of them. Uh, the, the Ben Wallace story with what got Chris going. Oh my God. You're not kidding. Uh, look folks, when this show gets done, I still am going to do a Patreon today. I owe you one and I will make that happen. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. Uh, when I built the podcast, the idea was I'm going to talk on the free podcast about the Patreon. And you can listen to your heart's content for free every day as much as you want. But if you want to help me out, whether you listen or not, sign up for Patreon. I like to put a lot of material on the Patreon. It's another way for you to get Eric Zancho podcast content. It's like OnlyFans with no porno. P-A, P as in Paul, A. T.S. and Tom, R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for five or ten bucks a month. Five bucks a month is all the audio. Ten bucks a month, the audio, the video, and the live streams. Off you go. Thanks to my friends at the Kent County Health Department for having me talk about their initiatives to help people uh, as they get through their day-to-day lives. Okay, let's say uh, you have a little one and their baby teeth are growing in. Have you ever heard of fluoride varnish? Yes. Now, here's the thing. Kids eat like dicks. I mean, they don't eat dicks, but they eat a lot of sugar. That's what they love. And parents can only do so much. And then it's like, you know, the kid's driving you nuts. Here, eat some candies. Shut up. Well, when those baby teeth rot, and they will rot, they don't have the tooth underneath it yet. So they get like the silver tooth. You can always tell the kid who eats a lot of sugar. He's got the silver teeth. Jackie had the silver teeth. Well, anyway, to prevent this, one of the things you can do to uh, make it so that doesn't happen is get fluoride varnish. And if you are a recipient of WIC, you get that free. That actually costs a pretty fair amount to get your teeth fluoride varnished, little ones. Have your kids have that done, and that will ensure that they have a healthy mouth. There's also some problem, too, if a kid in elementary school has got jacked teeth. They're going to get bullied. You don't want that. So this uh, this just puts in a sequence. You know, next thing you know, the kid's shooting up the school. Don't allow that to happen. Get the teeth fluoride varnished. Get more information at KentCountyHealthDepartment.com. You see, those are things that I shouldn't say. And... You know, on this show, like what Rob T was saying, I don't have a filter. I say whatever the hell I want. When I'm on Wood Radio, it's like I don't breathe a word of the podcast. You don't want anybody to even know that you're doing a podcast. I might talk about it when I'm doing my voice tracks on Big, but not there. Because someone's going to cancel your ass. Anyway, get more info about the Kent County Health Department at accesskent.com slash health. That's where you go. Or call them 616-632-7200. All right. March 12th. That's our next paintball war with TC Paintball. Sunday, March 12th. 
the St. Patty Splatty. Paintball War number 22 happens. I want to hear from you if you're going to hang out with us at that next Paintball War. Reach out to me, Eric, at ericsaintshow.com or book your own event at TC Paintball today. Stand by. Got to fill my bladder. Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet in Granville, Michigan. If you're on Chicago Drive in Granville, you'll see that Little Caesars. Right behind it, beige, ugly building. That is the discount outlet for Johnson Carpet One. They have every fantastic bit of flooring under the sun, under one roof. Every different type of carpet you can imagine. Any type of flooring, hardwood, vinyl, uh, laminate plank, ceramic, they have it. Drop by, bring a truck or a minivan, whatever you can bring the shit home in. Go to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Now, this is the lowest price in the whole state for flooring. I can promise you that. Take an additional 10% when you mention my name. Do that. You like saving money, don't you? That's how you do that. Ryan describes the teeth out of the mouth and the metal teeth replacing the teeth as AIDS teeth. Shit. Uh, I'm pretty sure you would remember the comic strip in the newspaper called Dilbert. Cannot figure out what's going on here. Okay, there's the guy who made Dilbert, and behind him is the character. So this dude, Scott Adams, for years, draws Dilbert makes a funny line, writes a funny line. They're not funny, but people like them, especially old people. And they show up in newspapers all across America. I don't know. I was a kid. You'd read Family Circus, you know. Nothing's really funny, but people like reading these things. So this dude is in, like, thousands of newspapers all across the country. Oh, wait a minute. He was. Now he's out. Talk about, you know, all this guy had to do for the rest of his years because he looks to be, looks like he's still got plenty of uh, gas in the tank. He could do this till the day he dies. He could, like, as Chris says, follow Billy's footsteps, family circle. Ryan references Ziggy. Yeah. You got uh, Mary Worth, MD, Little Orphan Annie, family circle, Ziggy. How about Wizard of Id? Yeah, you're darn right. Dilbert. Dilbert's now out because this guy hates black people. 
Holy shit, I'm not even kidding. Audio check, video check. Uh, I don't know what the fuck this is from. He's doing a podcast or something. Uh, well, Rasmussen poll uh, had a uh, provocative little poll today. They said, uh, do you agree or disagree with the statement, uh, it's okay to be white? That was an actual question. Rasmussen asked, you know, white and black voters and, and probably others, uh, do you disagree or agree with the statement, it's okay to be white? 26% of blacks said uh, no, it's not okay to be white. 21% weren't sure. Add them together, that is 47% of black respondents were not willing to say it's okay to be white. That, that actually, that's like a real poll. This just happened. Did you have any idea? <laughs> would, would you have imagined that that could have happened? Okay. Now, all he has to say here is, wow, isn't that something? Well, you know, people are funny. Let's move on. You know, you'd have, he, I think you could have survived, but you can tell it. You can tell by the fact that he's now uh, going to be penniless that that didn't happen. So I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now. Because I like, you know, I like to be on the winning team, and I like to help. And I, I always thought, well, if you help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you could you can find the the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping. But it turns out that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think uh, I'm okay to be white which is, of course, why I identified as black, because so I could be on the winning team for a while. But I have to say, uh, th this is the first political poll that ever changed my activities. I don't know that that's ever happened before. You know, normally, you see a poll, you just look at it, you go, ah, whatever. <laughs> you know, oh, this is interesting what other people think. But as of today, I'm going to re-identify as white, because I don't want to be a member of a hate group. I'd accidentally joined a hate group. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Oh, that's that's the big one. You know, he was he was towing the line, and then uh, okay, just get the fuck away. Oh, Where, wherever you have to go, just get away, because there's no fixing this. Oh. This can't be fixed. Oh, right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. Oh my God. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where, you know, I have a very low black population because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when when he notes that the. I like how he he tries to like, hey, it's not my words. It's this poll and uh, Don Lemon. And, you know, it's, and he's black when he lived in a. Uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's no, he could join the Zaniacs. No longer a, a rational impulse. And so I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to back off from being helpful to black America because it doesn't seem like it pays off. 
like I've been doing it all my life, and I've been oh yeah the only. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you've really been. I'm sure you've really been uh, helping the black people out all these years. Come as I be, I get called a racist. That's the only outcome. <laughs> it makes no sense. No, it does. To black Americans, if you're white, no, uh, the the it's over. Don't don't even think it's worth trying. <laughs> My God, holy shit! <laughs> oh man, that is rough. Kenny says, help other people, love other people, no matter what they look like. A racist scumbag, that guy. Yeah, of course he is. What an idiot. Uh, Chris says, this poor victim. (laughs) What will black people do without the guy who made Dilbert's support? Hundreds of newspapers have now dropped him. Raise your hand if you have ever heard of Scott Adams. If someone said to you, who does Dilbert? I would say, I I have no idea. To me, there's like only one person that anyone knows, and that would be like Charles Schultz. You know? Uh, fuck. Who did it? Calvin and Hobbes. That was a big one. What's next? What's that guy going to do? Is he going to drop the N-word? Newspapers uh, newspapers across the country dropped the Dilbert comic strip over the weekend. After the creator of the satirical cartoon went on a racist tirade calling black Americans a hate group and suggesting that white people should get the hell away from them. My God, the move came after Scott Adams, uh, the cartoonist, effectively encouraged segregation in a shocking rant on YouTube. His comments came in response to the poll from conservative firm Rasmussen Reports. So who knows if the poll is accurate or what? It might just throw numbers. The only reason why they put that out there is so that dipshits like this guy will will, uh, uh, plant their flag in that. The uh, statement, it's okay to be white. Now, the Anti-Defamation League has noted that that phrase emerged on 4chan in 2017 as a trolling campaign and has a long history in the white supremacist movement. So, as far as I understand, uh, 4chan did that to basically make fun of white people. But... So too often, these racists are dumb. They think it's real. So then they adopt it and it becomes a thing. Um, what was it? The, um, that uh, okay sign, you know, uh, that was bastardized to being like white supremacist. But it's not. Doesn't mean anything white supremacist. But white supremacists glommed onto it and made it such. So they ruin everything. They uh, ruined my game where you, you know, have, you have to stick your finger in the hole. Made you look. They ruined that shit. Um, let's see. The Cleveland 
Plain Dealer newspaper. Scott Adams, creator of the Dilbert comic strip, went on a racist rant this week and we will no longer carry his comic strip. This is not a difficult decision. We are not a home for those who espouse racism. We certainly do not want to provide them with financial support. Gannett, which publishes the USA Today network of newspapers, tweeted that it aims to, quote, lead with inclusion and strive to maintain a respectful and equitable environment for the diverse communities we serve nationwide. Washington Post, they pulled it. This guy has single-handedly destroyed his career. Oh my God, is this awesome. And now we're all aware of you. We're all aware of how much of a scumbag you are. Holy shit, that is special. That is a very swift, certain, and severe bit of self-imposed punishment right there from Scott Adams. Wow. Man, is that great. All right. I want to get into this. Um, the story started to bubble under last week. It was a, it's a star player for the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball team. His name's Brandon Miller. That's him right there. Alabama is one of the top teams in the nation. And this guy is a bona fide superstar. Something went down where a friend, I guess, called him and said, hey, bring me your gun. I need a gun. And then this dude, Brandon Miller, brought a pistol. And then the guy who called him tipped off a buddy of his, said, yeah, the gun's over there. Something like that. I'm getting some of this wrong. I just don't know all of it. And then the guy he called, he went and got the gun and killed some chick. So this dude, Brandon Miller, provided the gun that a guy used to kill somebody. And when I'm following the story, I'm like, well, that's he's in trouble, this guy. I mean, if, uh, okay, let's say you call me up and say, Zane, I need your pistol. Okay. And I give it to you. And then your best friend uh, gets that gun after you tell him where it is. And then he goes and kills his wife. Okay, everybody involved in this should be in big trouble, right? No, not at all. The basketball player, Brandon Miller, uh, not charged with anything. And the local authorities in Alabama are saying, we can't charge him with anything. There, there, No crime has been committed. And I'm like, how? How the fuck can that not be a crime? Even if he has a, uh, a license to carry that pistol, and I don't know that he does, there's got to be something, some type of gun charge that is some gun law that has been broken or something. I don't know. The South is fucked up, so who knows? Um, but not only that, Alabama has said, oh, we're not going to suspend him. There is nothing to suspend this guy over. Uh, added to this, okay, so this all unfolds, this drama, last week. And then during the game that he's playing in, they're introducing him, and um, I guess he's done this all year. 
But now it looks especially bad to do this because when he walks out onto the court during intros, this is what it looks like. One of his teammates pats him down, frisks him. So that's weird. I don't know if I'm the guy. If I'm Brandon Miller and I provided a gun which was used to murder someone and apparently I'm in no trouble, the last thing I want to do when I'm marching on the court is to make it seem like I'm getting frisked Kind of in poor taste. What's next? Is he going to walk out onto the court and make his thumb and pointer finger like a gun and put it to his head and maybe uh, walk out and uh, fake guns on a holster, pulls out finger guns, Might want to dial that in a little bit more, Brandon Miller. Nate Oates is the coach of the men's basketball team. He said, yep, he's done doing that. Come on. He's been doing that the whole season. You should have said to him before the game starts, hey, Brandon, Don't do the police pat-down before the game. It's like they're trying to get this guy in trouble. Coach Oates said he believed the pat-down intro had been going on all year, but added, regardless, it's not appropriate, it's been addressed, won't happen again. A little bit more about the case. Tuscaloosa Police Detective Brandon Culpepper testified this week that Miller delivered the handgun to former Crimson Tide teammate Darius Miles. Miles then used, uh, that Miles then used in the murder of 23-year-old Jamea Jonay Harris. God, that's even worse. I thought it went Miller to dude to Miles. But I think it just went Miller to Miles' death. Maybe that is what happened because it says the detective said Miles texted Miller to bring him a gun. Miles allegedly told third person Michael Lynn Davis where the gun was located in Miller's car. Okay, so that is what happened. Miller has the gun in his car. Miles calls Davis and says, the gun is in Miller's car. Go get it. Miles admitted to providing the gun to Davis, but said Davis was the one who shot Harris. So there's, you know, these two are fighting over who shot who. They're both arrested, though. They're both facing capital murder charges. So only one of those guys, either Miles or Davis, had to pull the trigger. One of those was just involved in procuring the gun. That's why I don't understand how 
Brandon Miller, nothing happens to him. How? Miller has not been charged with any crimes for his alleged role in providing the murder weapon. And Tuscaloosa Chief Deputy DA Paula Whitney told AL.com's Carol Robinson, there's nothing we could charge Miller with. Uh, Ever hear of aiding and abetting? If he doesn't bring the gun, there's not a dead chick on campus. Holy fuck. And, and the University of Alabama has permitted Miller to continue playing and Oates defended the decision. The coach, Nate Oates, he's told reporters, yeah, uh, we've been taking this seriously from day one. The first minute I got the information, I called AD Greg Byrne and we talked about it. And the severity of it, Greg, I thought, did a great job addressing those comments on Wednesday. And I really don't have much to add to it. He's just like, ah, talk to him. He's the one that allowed it. We feel like we've done the right thing in this case. So I'm going to leave it at that with Greg's comments. Oh, my God. What a pile of shit. Brandon Miller, the dude who brought the gun, a 6'9 freshman, been the best player for Alabama. They're ranked number two. The record is 25 and four. I think we all know why Brandon Miller is still on the team because he's great and the team's doing well. That's it. Sports always trumps. Always. Kill somebody, beat the shit out of your wife, kill a dog, doesn't matter. More often than not, you will get away with it. Alabama's only remaining regular season games are March 1 against Auburn, March 4 against Texas A&M. Then they'll play in the SEC tournament where they are currently in line to be a number one seed. What an absolute travesty. Brandon Miller. Remember that name. Holy cow. This is real shit. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what? I, sh- I got to go pee. No move. Uh, yesterday at the Grand Rapids Gold game. This is something. We had a we had potential for the other team to be playing with four players. They only dressed seven. The Fort Wayne Mad Ants. We only had eight. Right away. One of their dudes got hurt, hurt his ankle. Um, And then there was a moment after that happened, this referee named Andy Nagy, who three quarters of his games he does in the NBA. So I don't know if he's pissed off because he's doing games in the G League sometimes, but he seemed to be a little bit tightly wound, not with me, but with the other team. And something happened. When this guy was down, they're getting him off the court. And uh, he says something. The ref says something to the guy who's the uh, one of the assistant coaches for Fort Wayne. And one of their players hears the ref speak poorly to the coach, to the coach of Fort Wayne, the assistant. And the player butts in. He goes, hey, don't talk to him like that. Don't talk to him like that. You don't need to talk to him like that. And then uh, and then the dude starts defending himself. He goes, yeah, man, don't talk to me that way. I've been in this league long enough. 
to not have someone like you talk to me like that. So I guess everybody was like talking rudely to each other. Hello, Laura. Welcome. Good to see you. But anyway, so they the guy now they're down to six players. And then um one of the guys fouls out. So now they're down to five. The five they got on the court. And then one of their guys has five fouls. So if that guy gets a foul, he's out of the game and they play with four. That's like Hoosiers. My team is on the floor. So the guy who had uh, five fouls on defense, he would just go in the corner and stand. He would not defend in any way, shape, or form. And that was how we won the game because we just give the ball to the guy that's standing next to him and just have him just stuff it down. A guy can't do anything. And and they were kicking our ass the whole game. We couldn't sink a foul shot, and we kept turning it over. Our team played like a bunch of cocks the whole game. But once that happened, they were able to win. Just interesting how it unfolded. Okay. Uh, my busy day continues today at Bosco's Pub. If you're uh, if you can make it out in the shitty weather, go get something to eat. I'll be there for dinner tonight. Bosco's Pub. Get yourself a burger. Get yourself a beer. Uh, you got uh, the Pistons play tonight. You can watch that shit show. The Wings play tonight. That's not a shit show. You can watch all that at Bosco's Pub, uh, part of Terra Square, Hudsonville, Michigan. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. If you've always wanted to get a pool, uh, in-ground pool in your backyard, this is what you do. If you're in West Michigan, reach out to Jeremy out the door at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, 616-457-0500. That's 616-457-0500. You get an in-store consultation. Jeremy will tell you how it works, how you pay for that, uh, what your options are, either fiberglass or a vinyl liner in-ground pool. He's got a fine showroom full of the best hot tubs money can buy. All different price points, too. Uh, you can get a hot tub installed. You purchase it there. You get it installed. Jeremy will do everything. You need any pool maintenance, hot tub maintenance, uh, chemicals or supplies for those uh, things like a hot tub or a pool, that's where you go. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, 616-457-0500. Hello to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. Terrific place to get your vehicles repaired. At Irvine's. Love them. Free loaner cars are available. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. It's all good. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Smack dab in the middle of beautiful Grand Rapids, Michigan. Closer to where I live, this story broke over the weekend. Oh, my God. You got a company in West Michigan. And they prepare food. They, well, they make food. Like the cereal that goes in the box, they make the actual cereal. It moves along a conveyor belt and gets made. And they also, this company, makes flaming hot Cheetos. Now, what they're accused of is 
tapping into the migrant workforce to make cereal and flaming hot Cheetos. That's fine. But what's not fine is that they went even deeper to get little kids migrant workers and said, hey, it's time to make some flaming hot Cheetos and uh, put these kids working at ridiculous time frames, way too much work for a little kid. I don't know how old in, in my brain they're like five-year-olds, you know, which, I mean, frankly, if I'm running a business and I got a way to get some cheap labor, I, I, I might try that. But this place just got busted. And now they're up Shit's Creek because the kids are uh, making the uh, flaming Hot Cheetos. Cole says, kids, they took our jobs. Audio check, video check, microphone check. Here we go. Kent County is at the forefront of a new report that accuses a food manufacturer of violating child labor laws by employing underage workers. Oops, sorry. State's Byron Tallison joins us. I now love Byron. More in the investigation, plus reaction from a long time. I've picked on Byron in the past, but I met him at a Grand Rapids Gold game. So now it's, you see, you, it's funny because I don't know him. Now I know him. It's not funny anymore. Migrant lawyer in Grand Rapids, Byron. Amanda, the investigation found that young workers have been working in potentially dangerous jobs in Kent County to get by, with some even dropping out of school. A food manufacturer in Kent County illegally employed underage migrant children in unsafe conditions, according to a new report from the New York Times. The investigation found that... So a New York Times report blows the lid off this local company. Hearthside Food Solutions, a food processing manufacturer with multiple production locations in Kent County, violated child labor laws by employing young workers in dangerous jobs. But it's the most hidden workforce. Even though I'm not surprised by it, it doesn't shock me at all. A lot of people are still taken aback by what really goes on to get their food on their plate. Hearthside is one of the nation's largest contract manufacturers, making food for companies like General Mills and Frito-Lay. Some underage workers said moving cereal all night on conveyor belts hurt their backs and their lungs would sting from spicy dust from large batches of flaming hot Cheetos. I didn't even think about that. So they're there and the conveyor belt's moving with flaming hot Cheetos and the dust gets in the air and it burns their lungs. Wasn't that a thing? Popcorn lung. Didn't that kill people? Flaming hot Cheetos into their lungs. What can't they give them masks or something? At least one was a union high school student whom according to their teacher dropped out of school as they worked late nights in production. They have to work to survive. Um, They have to be hired. And when they have to choose between school or earning a living to cover their basic needs or cover expenses for their families back home, they will choose work over their health and over their education every time. You got to love those Mexicans, man. They work their dicks off. Uh, Don't show me a Mexican and I'll show you the most stout uh, workforce ever. You know, and everybody gives the Mexican shit. But they are a million times uh, stronger than you and I. 
and they will work circles around your fucking white ass. Teresa Hendricks has worked as a migrant lawyer in Grand Rapids for more than three decades. She says, sadly, this report is not surprising. Well, I've represented four and six-year-old workers for wage claims. So it's not surprising Wait, when I hear about six-year-olds in our food supply chain. And it's not surprising. I wonder how they're paying these guys. Workers, especially when. Because, I mean, you can't employ somebody if they're that young. They must just give them a few bucks. And we have a labor shortage right now, and it's been growing. Earthside reportedly hired the underage workers through the Grand Rapids Employment Agency Forge Industrial Staffing. Three people who used to work at the agency told the Times that Hearthside supervisors were made aware they were getting younger-looking workers whose identities were flagged as false, but nothing was done about it. Hearthside also reportedly admitted it did not require Forge to verify ages through a national system that checks social security numbers. Hendricks hopes the report will lead to improved working conditions and more oversight and accountability of this industry. Well, I've been representing farm workers for 30 years, and this goes back to my very beginnings. And so about every 10 years, there'll be a major expose where it's exposed. But in between those times, it stays hidden as a private secret. Actually, it's an open secret. Hardside says in a statement. Yeah, the people, the kids that are working there, they're getting money that they wouldn't get anywhere else. It's still shit. Um, but the poverty is so uh, burned into their families that anything like that, they're able to send that money home and um, provide for themselves and their and their and their families in Mexico. Mention News Eight that it's appalled by the article and it's hired a law firm to conduct a review of the company's employment practices and plant safety protocols, which it expects to take sixty days. Hearthside also yeah, so they get pop for this. They need to go ahead and figure out how long all these people were working for them and uh, then determine the actual wage that they should have made. So that means that this company would have to pay all of that, and then we're going to fine them heavily, and that'll probably be the last time you get busted for doing something like that. And then it's talked about on news stations, radio, because that was all over the radio today, and uh, stupid shows like mine. And then hopefully... Uh, scumbag businesses uh, won't be likely to do something like this. I mean, you actually have to hire appropriate people and offer a fair wage. Says it's taken steps to confirm all of its workers are above the age of 18 and comply with all laws and regulations. Forge told the Times it complied with the law and would never knowingly employ individuals under 18. We've reached out to Forge for a statement as well. All right. So the, the company Forge there, <laughs> oh boy. Shit rolled downhill fast at the old radio ranch today because they were talking about this shit on the air. And then all of a sudden, the edict was handed down. No more discussing this anymore. Because I guess Forge advertises on the old radio station. Oh, shit. So just a clusterfuck of nonsense there. Amanda. Because these assholes decided to... Uh, hire young people. I don't think Forge has anything to worry about. Uh, but for sure, the company does. Chris says they were uh, old-looking six-year-olds. Kenny adds, great. Now the price of cereal is going up. Chris also adds Forge Industrial Staffing. We got kids. Corey adds, 
It's not an American kid, so no one cares. Another great question from Chris. How many regular employees were working near six-year-olds and didn't say anything to the news? Amy says, I have a friend who grew up as a migrant worker. He's been contributing to Social Security since he was five. I've seen the paperwork. Wow. Adnan fires off, dropped out of school because he was coughing up blood. Kenny writes Pokemon cards, suggesting no doubt that that's how they paid the kids. Corey also adds Freeburn Hot Wings use this employment agency to get their interns. Chris writes, what would Jocko think about this? Six-year-old making flaming Hot Cheetos? Good. Easy way to eat while you work. Fucking Jocko. All right. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, the sale continues. I thought the sale ended. But the sale apparently is back. When I agreed to put my artwork and my t-shirts on Public, I had no idea that every other day they're going to do a massive sale and slash the cost of the t-shirts. So... While you bet, while I don't benefit, you do. So if you've ever wanted to own one of these, they are so stupidly cheap now. You can get a Free Beer and Hot Wings Show t shirt for $40 or one of mine for $16. All tees, 16 bucks right now. You go to ericzaneshow.com, click on merch. And everything's reduced. Hoodies were 39, now 32. What I like about all the gear is the different choices you can make when it comes to color and size and cut. Because if you look, the classic tee is 16 bucks, but you go to the tri blend t-shirt. That's a more of a premium shirt. Uh, extra soft was 29. Now 22. You get all these different colors, male fit, female fit, different sizes. It, it does everything. This thing. And it's this premium t-shirt. I don't know. I guess that's, I don't know how that's better. Eco t-shirt. You can get an eco t-shirt. Recycled. It's made from like pop bottles. Or a heavyweight t-shirt. I don't know. 
Look at, you see the female fit? It's cut more because that's how chicks' figures are. More curves on the ladies. Guys are just a straight blocky. So that's a huge sale. Your life is not complete unless you get a deer meathead coffee mug. Are you serious? You're darn right I am. Look at that. That thing looks awesome. That's a great looking coffee mug. And you, I think you can do different colors too. I don't know. I fucking think there's, I thought, because I, I have a yellow one. I don't know how you do that. Oh, well. Maybe this is how. Hold on. Yellow coffee mug. Could have swore you could do different colors in the coffee mugs. Maybe not anymore. Okay. Um, EricZaneShow.com. Stickers. Put a sticker on your car. EricZaneShow.com. Click on merch. Remember when we had to wear masks? If that comes back, you got to get an Eric Zane Show podcast mask. Some people are partial to the pets. The Zany Bunch featuring uh, God Rest His Soul, Buddy Bobcat Face. Look at him. He's so great. I miss him so much. All the rest of them are alive. Daisy for the win with that tongue on that image there. O'Neal's smiling, for God's sake. All right, enough of my shit. Where the hell am I going now? You can tell I'm running out of gas. Um, former Miami Dolphins cornerback. Byron Jones. You've never heard of him. He's only 30. This is uh, another reason why uh, a life in the NFL isn't all that it's cracked up to be. You ever see the NFL player who finishes his career and then at like 36, he's got the body of like a 94-year-old man? This guy, Byron Jones, he was a first-round pick back in just 2015. Now, at that time, the Dallas Cowboys drafted this guy uh, partly because of the scouting combine, and that's going on like this week. That's where the best players uh, go to one place in Indianapolis, and they run, see how fast they can run, how high they can jump. They get their measurements. They uh, see how strong they are, how much they can bench press. And uh, this determines uh, adds to their draft stock. All of this, Colin Kaepernick would say, it leads to like proving that the NFL is slavery. Well, that's also a stupid thing to say because, you know, Kunta Kinte didn't get a $12 million deal, so shut the fuck up. At that combine, this guy wowed everybody. He walked up to this one spot where you just have to jump. See how far you can jump. So your feet are flat on the ground. You bend your knees and off you go. He flew 12 feet 3 inches. Then 
you jump straight up to measure your vertical jump. And uh, he jumped like as high as like uh, an NBA player when they're running to dunk the ball. His vertical jump was nearly 45 inches. So we're, we're talking pretty much near four feet. So right about this high. Standing still, he's going to jump up to like right there. That's unbelievable. He's fast as lightning. Sky's the limit. Okay. Uh, you got to hope that he, he saved his money. Because right now, he is telling the world he no longer uh, can run and he cannot jump at all. He can barely walk. He writes, much has changed in eight years. I can no longer run. I can no longer jump because of my injuries sustained playing football. Do not take the pills they give you. Do not take the injections they give you. If you absolutely must, consult an outside doctor to learn the long-term implications. After spending his first five seasons in Dallas, Jones signed with Miami on a five-year, $82.5 million deal $82.5 million deal with $54 million guaranteed in 2020. Um, he is still this year, 2023, on the books for $13.5 million. So he can no longer run, can no longer jump. $13.5 million this year and made uh, $82.5 million. That's how much that deal was for. Um, so I am here to say... Uh, fuck you. If, uh, it means that I can't wa- run or jump. Um, no, absolutely put that medicine in my body. How can you possibly say that? Are you telling me with tens of millions of dollars in your bank account, you're upset because you can't jump and run anymore. Fuck that. That's worth it. In my opinion. That is, uh, yeah, oh, oh yeah. I, in fact, I, if I'm the NFL, I would use that as like a, a, a way to recruit players. If you let us put these drugs into you, you too can make this much money. Sure, you won't be able to walk. You won't be able to run. You're probably going to be dead when you're 40. But who gives a fuck? You've got millions of dollars. Wouldn't you? No, in all seriousness. Uh, people are kind of taking that to heart. You're seeing that more and more. A lot of players are, you know, retiring way early. They get like two, three years, and then they're out. That's why I still go back to the greatest job on the planet is backup NFL quarterback. Oh, my God. Jesus. You know, you're not hurt. You got the prettiest wife. You dress up in a costume once a week, stand there, act concerned, hope that Patrick Mahomes does not get injured, and you're fine. Chad Henney just put an entire career in as a, well, he did start a few years, 
But for the most part, as a backup, you get millions of dollars a year and none of the injuries. What a great, great existence. That's what you want. Chris says, holy shit, my vertical jump is about six inches. Um, yeah, I'd be luck- lucky to get a foot. Corey says Gronk did it the right way. Yeah, everybody gives that guy shit, but he saved every fucking penny. Every game check. He saved his game checks. The only thing he has fun money. His fun coupons was all endorsement money. Andrew Lunk, uh, Lunk, Andrew Luck got out of the game for any serious injuries. Yeah, that's true, man. Nowadays, if you're 28, you're like an old man. My God. All right, I just found that incredibly interesting. As I find this story interesting. Uh, I saw a video. I don't know if I have it here in front of me. But um, it was a video. Uh, God, I got to get it. I might have to save it. I thought I had it, but I don't. I might have to save it for the uh, Patreon. Okay, got to get some images from this. The uh, country, no, shit, that ain't going to work. It's about the country of El Salvador uh, cracking down on uh, gangs. Um, The government in El Salvador has gotten fed up with gangs ruling the streets. So what they um, voted on, and it's backed by the population. The people love it. Uh, They basically suspended the rights of people and made it so that in a secret police-style mission, just go and take people that are suspected of being gang members. And it has uh, eliminated crime, and it was so bad before that that's why this drastic measure had to be taken. El Salvador's Congress approved President Naib Bukele's request to extend the period of special powers for another month, meaning that for one full year, um, fundamental rights have been suspended in, fi- in a fight against gangs. The historic results achieved in security confirmed for us that we're on the right path, transforming the country. The Legislative Assembly in El Salvador voted 67 in favor to six opposed late Tuesday night. Eight lawmakers abstained, three did not attend. After a surge in gang violence in March of 22, in which 62 people were killed in a single day across the country, not a big country, but Kelly requested special powers to pursue the gangs. Street gangs had long plagued El Salvador, stifling the economy with oppressive ex- oppressive extortion rackets and displacing thousands within the country and abroad through violence. They rounded up 64,000 people 
Now, pesky human rights organizations have criticized the situation. But Kelly's rejected the criticism, saying the uh, measure has broad support in El Salvador. Violence has dropped to a non-existent level. And people are returning to their neighborhoods that were long controlled by the gangs. Last year, El Salvador reported 495 homicides. That's the lowest uh, figure in decades. And that number did not include at least 120 gang members killed in confrontations with cops. And they've built a massive new prison to house 40,000 gang members. Now, what I wanted to show you uh, was how these guys are treated. Corey says, just roll down the street shooting gang members. It's kind of like that. Check this out. They just uh, strip them down to nothing, give them a pair of shorts, shave their heads, uh, lock their hands behind them, and make them run bent over. And if they give any amount of shit to the uh, cops, they just beat the fuck out of them. One of the things you'll notice is that all the authorities that are in this, they're all masked. Everyone there is masked. So you can't uh, tell who they are because the second that the cops' identity is known, their family's dead. So great. You notice that they all have tattoos on their faces and their necks. Um, That's because it's part of the gang life. It says here that helicopter security forces kept an aerial view of the buses transporting inmates. They do that because they're afraid that the gang will try to break these guys out of the buses. So then they like open fire. As they transport these fucking idiots. I love this. They needed to do this shit in Chicago. I love how they strip them down to nothing and make them feel less than human. Okay. Cause they are, you know, now you, now you're alone in the world. Okay. Now you're part of the prison population. Wow. Man, these cops, all they want to do is bash one of these guys in the back. I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. Look at that. They're all hoarded up over there. It looks like one of those scenes in the movie. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Shit. Uh, I, Robot. With, no, no, that's not it. It's Will Smith. It's not I, Robot. It's I, Something. And uh, there's zombies, and they're all, like, huddled in a corner. It looks just like this. Is that iRobot? No, it's not iRobot. Why do I keep saying iRobot? It's i I know that's i-something. Fuck. There it is. There it is. I am legend. Damn it. I can never get the movie. Look at this shit. 
Now, if you're just listening to the audio podcast, obviously you can't see it. I know that. But click on the link and watch this story and how it unfolds. And they line these scumbags up. Wow, they're all like packed into that little area. They should announce, start butt-fucking the guy in front of you. This be the world's biggest daisy chain. Uh, civil rights be damn. Fucking bullshit. These gang bangers deserve everything they get. We need more of this. Wow. Intense. Big fan. Big fan of that. <laughs> Ryan says it looks like a proud boys meeting. Now, I don't know about that. They'd have much more facial hair. Facial hair and long hair. You know how the Proud Boys are. Come on. We look no further than Matt and Proud Boys, Bark, and Stone. Matt's a great ally of the fr- of the show. I, I cannot figure out why Matt over at Best Bark and Stone. Maybe it's because I give it to him free all the time. He's like, I just can't do it. I just can't mark it my place on there what are you afraid of you stupid pussy the fuck is wrong with you everybody knows what they're getting when they sign up with my show just because you're a a a maga f rhymes with baggot just because you're a maga baggot doesn't mean that you can't you know advertise your stupid mulch on the show you asshole Good God. You're a perfect example of how we can get along with MAGA scum like you. Jesus, fuck. What are you doing? You idiot. Look at Kyler there. He's a MAGA piece of shit too. He's the worst kind. He's a Guatemalan MAGA scum asshole. Maureen makes a great point. If the Kent County Health Department can advertise with EZ, he can too. Exactly. You dipshit. Give me your fucking money. Jesus. Until then, everybody get your mulch from Rourke's. Say yes to Rourke's and no to Oath Keepers Bark and Stone. Ryan says you read a line from Maureen, but you did not do an impression of Maureen. <laughs> hey, if the Kent County Health Department can advertise with E-T-E-Z, he can too. And I need a big cock. Good thing I married my husband who's got a huge package. Okay, I got to pee again, but I'm just going to do these ads and then I'm going to just end the show because I, I, I'm i peeing too much. That's all there is to it. I can't do it anymore. I'll continue this discussion on the Patreon. Why aren't you there? Are you telling me that you're enjoying this free podcast and just kind of like freeloading and you're you're not part of the Patreon crowd? Listener supported 
ad-free Patreon? How can you possibly do that? This is my livelihood. Join us on Patreon. I don't care if you don't watch a minute of it. I just want your money. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane, you cheap bastard. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. The show will start in moments because I got I to gotta catch up. Today's a long day. got to catch up. And I still want to get that shit done so that I can go get a nap. But before I announce the asshole of the day, thank you to my favorite Mexican, Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. He is the CEO, owner-operator of A&E Heating and Cooling. If you need any help with your setup, furnace, air conditioner, this is who you call, 616-516-8579. I've got a mortgage expert, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Anywhere in the U.S., it doesn't matter. You can call Mario. There are exceptions. Alaska, Hawaii, South Carolina, Maine. Otherwise, 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. It's tax time. I have an accountant for you. Now, the Gins, Troy Ginzer, did my per- has done my personal account uh, taxes years now he does my kids he does the nfks uh he does my business tax he also uh set up my s corp and uh is my uh he takes care of my payroll for me for the one employee at eric zane productions llc tag accounting and tax services so whether you need a personal return done or a business tax or you want him to uh, run your business payroll like he does me you can take advantage of that 616-301-95 16. And don't forget about Sarah Honda Granville. If you're in the market for a brand new car, test drive a new Honda today at Sarah Honda Granville along 44th Street, just north of Kenema Avenue. Love it so much. They also have the largest selection of certified pre owned cars in the entire state. It's not even close. Acres and acres of cars. Can't miss it. Uh, so go see them and mention my name at Sarah Honda Granville online at sarahondagranville.com. Okay. What do we have for uh, the asshole of the day? I got one. I am going to give it brought to you by TC paintball to Scott Adams, the creator of Dilbert. Way to go, dumb fuck. Your career's over, you stupid fucking racist prick. That is your asshole of the day. So glad to be back with you after a day of, uh, you know, uh, doing radio and not swearing and acting like a fucking raving lunatic. It's good to be back with you, okay? Thank you so much for supporting this show for the last four plus years. You are awesome, awesome, awesome. And thank you for supporting me on Patreon. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. That's it, though. That's my time. Thanks again, folks. Love you. Till next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.